Hello and welcome to Fidelity Next, a podcast for post-secondary students brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada, where we'll provide you with the tools you need to navigate your impending careers successfully in today's landscape. In our last episode, we looked at why you could consider starting your career with the Fidelity Investments Canada sales team. Today, we'll look at Fidelity's finance team, as well as our overall co-op program. Host Emily Ananuevo is joined by Chris Singh and Emily Winnick. Chris is Director of Finance Decision Support, and Emily is a financial analyst, recent University of Guelph grad, and former three-term co-op student. Chris and Emily will share their personal career journeys and lessons learned along the way. They will also share the role and impact of the finance team here at Fidelity Investments Canada. We'll get to the show in just a moment. I wanted to remind everyone listening that throughout October and the rest of the year, we'll be offering several live interactive Fidelity Next webcasts. To register for upcoming shows, head to fidelity.ca and search Fidelity Next. Also, if you'd like to hear more from Fidelity's portfolio managers and subject matter experts, please check out the Fidelity Connects podcast, as well as our public webcast series, The Upside. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fidelity Next. I'm your host, Emily Enenwebo. If this is your first time tuning into our program, our purpose here on Fidelity Next is to provide you with insights into what a career looks like at our company, give you the necessary tools to navigate the job search, and help you build your professional profile through job-related topics and discussions. You've worked hard to prepare yourself for a great career, so what are the next steps to secure that amazing job after you graduate? Furthermore, what does it take to prepare yourself for a career in the financial industry, and what is it like to work at Fidelity Canada? Today, you'll hear from two exceptional employees who will share insights into what a career in finance looks like. Christopher Singh, Director of Finance Decision Support, has recruited and hired many students over the years at Fidelity. He'll share his insights on what he looks for in new hires. And Emily Winnick is a financial analyst and a former student at Fidelity, completing three co-op terms with us and now works full time with us. Welcome to you both. So happy you can join me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Emily. I'm so excited to be here. Happy to have you both and looking forward to our conversation. So Chris and Emily, before we dive into the world of finance, I was wondering if you could share a bit about your journeys into Fidelity. We received so many questions from students wondering, how do I find a job after graduating? What's it like working at Fidelity? Chris, if I could start with you, can you briefly describe how you connected with the company and what sort of experience and background you had before joining Fidelity? Yeah, certainly. So, um, you know, in terms of my professional career, I started off in public accounting, you know, working for one of the big four accounting firms, Ernst & Young, 
Uh, I worked in their audit practice focused on clients in the financial services sector. And, you know, I think it was a great introduction to working in a corporate environment because you're sort of thrown in the deep end right at the outset. So I definitely gained a ton of valuable skills in that position, you know, not just from a technical standpoint, working, you know, regularly with Excel and PowerPoint, but I think actually the most valuable skills I walked away from that position with were, you know, more on the soft skills side learning how to communicate with clients, partnering with them, and, and also exerting your influence so you could achieve your exact objectives as an auditor. You know, that being said, after about three years in that role, I had completed my CPA designation and I hit that natural fork in the road that most people face um, who take this route and either decide to sort of stay in the firm and maybe move up to a management position, perhaps with your sights set on becoming a partner, or, or venture out and work in-house at a finance shop on the street. And, you know, for me, um, I decided at that time that while I had gained a lot of skills in that role, what I was really seeking at that point in my career was moving beyond substantiating that the numbers were correct and actually trying to make sense of those numbers and what they meant. And, and you know, lucky for me, um, there was a position available at Fidelity at that time that checked all the boxes. And, and I've been here ever since, going on about 13 years at the firm um, right now. Incredible, fantastic background there. Uh, Emily, I'm going to switch it to you. Like I said in the intro, you were a former student at Fidelity, completed three co-op terms. Uh, first off, how were those co-op experiences like for you? And how did you use those experiences to gain yourself a full-time position here at, at Fidelity? Yeah, absolutely. So I was studying accounting at the University of Guelph, and I had previously completed a co-op term in wealth management. So I knew I wanted to find another role in the financial sector. And I had a friend at the time who had just started working at Fidelity as a co-op student. And she had nothing but praise about Fidelity and shared a lot of really positive comments about Fidelity's culture and the different opportunities that they had available to their co-op students. So I applied, I um, luckily landed a role in internal audit. That was kind of my introduction into Fidelity. And so following my role in internal audit, I was really lucky to be able to return and come back. So I got to do two different co-op roles in the finance department after that. And so the first one was in corporate treasury. And then after that, I joined the financial planning and analysis team. So uh, quite the array of experiences with <laughs> Fidelity. Um, but I would say that the experience as a co-op student was something that um, I really treasure. I had a really positive experience. I found that the work was not only challenging, but, you know, it really had an impact on the company as a whole. So I found that that was something really exciting to have as a co-op student. And then they also allowed the co-ops to get involved in different um events around the organization, as well as their employee resource groups. I can go on and on about the co-op program. It was, it was a really great opportunity. So I was really happy to be able to, to come back. So, yeah. Exactly. As a full-time employee uh, now as a financial analyst. And I, I, I was just going to say, Emily, um, I just love all the details you're, you're sharing about your experiences. And there's so much value having both you and Chris on the show today because uh, Chris has been here, 13 year veteran. And Emily, you, you've just started your role, full-time role as financial analyst. Uh, this year, but like you just described, had so many uh, great co-op experiences before you joined. Great perspectives, and, and I just am looking forward to diving deeper into your background and sharing with students, you know, 
how you how you make yourself stand out. Maybe, Chris, if, if I can go to you to that next question. Um, you know, like you said, you sort of were at that fork in the road and you, and you wanted to climb higher and, and you, you know, there was an opportunity at Fidelity. So how did you make yourself stand out during that interview process? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think <laughs> really at that time it was about um, first just showing that I had a genuine interest in the company and what they did, learned about the organization, what they valued um, and how that aligned with my interest. And going through that interview and just demonstrating that you have those great communication skills, that you have the, the passion, you have the good attitude, that to be a team player, to contribute to the success of the organization and, and really to handle, you know, any of those scenarios and situations that, that you will be, you know, thrown into um, as a new associate at a firm. And for you, Emily, there was obviously something really special about Fidelity that you stuck around for three co-op terms. How did you make yourself stand out uh, throughout that process and, and know that you wanted to work here full time? Yeah, so I think my approach going into each of my co-op terms at Fidelity was, you know, I'm only going to be here for 16 weeks. How can I make an impact on my team? And so I went into each role really just trying to gain an understanding of, of what the team did. And then I took a step back and thought, you know, are there different ways that we can approach this? I think I was able to make an impact on my team because I was trying to come up with better ways of doing things. So for example, while I was working in corporate treasury, we had a weekly report that would summarize some of the cash flow activity that we would see. This report was typically pretty manual to update. So I took it upon myself to try to streamline the process so that it would be easier for people to update even after I left. And then in addition to that, I was able to just build really strong relationships with all different people around the organization. So I think that was hopefully, I think it played a big part in me being able to come back full time. And Emily, what makes Fidelity's student program so renowned is that, like you just mentioned, you work directly with the employees. They give you projects that you can make a full impact on and, you know, you feel part of the team. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I know even while I was working in internal audit, I had an opportunity to present to the head of internal audit of like Fidelity International, which is kind of a crazy opportunity to give a co-op student or even just providing regular reporting to different members of the finance department. Mm -hmm. And, you know, find that as a co-op student, you're, you're really valued. Chris, anything to add there? Because I know that you are involved uh, over the years recruiting students and hiring students into Fidelity, um, you know, what do you look for in those potential candidates? You know, as, as you mentioned at the top, I, I've spent a lot of time at Fidelity recruiting uh, students into the firm. And I think for finance, for student finance, I, I'd say we're looking for a combination of both technical and soft skills. Uh, you know, on the technical side, I would say, you know, an intermediate level of proficiency with Excel. And I guess that's a bit of a nebulous classification, but <laughs> I guess what I mean is, you yeah. know, some experience working with the common functions and formulas in Excel and overall just like a certain level of comfort working with that tool. Um, you know, on the soft skills side, I think being able to demonstrate strong communication and interpersonal skills is really, really important. You know, Emily highlighted it as well, but a lot of our job entails working with our colleagues and collaborating with them not just within finance, but across the entire organization. And, and, you know, lastly, I think I'm looking for a positive attitude, you know, and and for the student to demonstrate that they have a genuine interest. 
Chris, I'll direct these uh, few questions to you. Is a CFA designation crucial to advancement uh, at different job positions at Fidelity? Yeah, so we often get questions around designations and being a student, you're sort of going through school thinking, what's next? What do I have to put? What, what additional letters do I need to put behind my name to sort of stand out? You know, I would say in finance and fidelity, we, we, we typically had hired more traditional accountants. And by that, I mean, you know, your CPA designated uh, individuals. But in recent years, we've, we've certainly branched out. I have, um, I have a member of my team right now who's, who's writing their CFA, and, and we have a number of associates across the department that are doing the same. So I guess my answer to your question is it's, it's not necessarily a CPA or CFA or even an MBA. It's, you know, it's, it's really where you think your career is going to go. And, and if there is a designation that you think will help, you know, propel you in that career or, you know, place to your interests. Right. So, yeah, we certainly have a, a number of associates that are pursuing different designations and, and postgraduate studies. So uh, CFA is definitely not a, a prerequisite. And Chris, another question for you. How does Fidelity promote growth from entry uh, positions to more senior roles? You know, for those who work at Fidelity, you know that we we tend to reward based on merit. And I think where people stand out, they get noticed and, and they're progressed through the firm and um, you know, a lot of our associates start at the entry level, but within, you know, a certain number of years, they progress to the next level and so on. And, and it's really about making your impact. And, and Emily kind of touched on this earlier is about when you're in your role, sort of um, making an impact in what you do, changing a process, changing the game that really stands out. And Fidelity does an excellent job uh, of rewarding individuals uh, who, who exemplify that. Emily, I'm going to switch it back to you. I, I'd like you to share with the audience a bit about your role as a financial analyst. Um, you know, we're talking all about a career in finance. So what is your typical day-to-day -day like um, at Fidelity as an analyst? Absolutely. So I would say that working as a financial analyst at Fidelity can mean a number of different things. For me personally, I work in business unit support where I support our product team. I guess it's a little bit tricky to define a, a typical day, but first would be recurring responsibilities. So that would be things like presenting monthly financials to the business or assisting with forecasting or budgeting. And then the other part of my job is really focused around ad hoc requests where we'll look into things like competitor reviews or you know, analyzing Fidelity's pricing. And so personally for me, I have a very analytical mindset. So being able to <laughs> leverage Excel as well every day is something that I really enjoy about my role. You do have to be able to juggle a couple different priorities at once. I'm sure there's a lot of multitasking. Does the ideal candidate, do you have to have co-op internship experience at Fidelity before coming in? Is it good to have experience elsewhere before coming into the program? What was that process like for you, Emily, when you first applied for the co-op program? You know, did they ask you specifically about your experience? So coming into Fidelity's co-op program, I had, I was studying accounting at university. And for me, I had already completed a co-op prior to joining, but I know that that's not the case for all students that join Fidelity's program. I think that Fidelity just really wants to know that you're interested in learning and 
that you're willing to take initiative. The willingness to learn and obviously taking initiative. One of our viewers feels like they're doing all the right things, right? But having a hard time securing that interview. So what do you look for when reviewing resumes for co-op or internship programs? Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and, you know, we see so many resumes and, and you know, our eyes can only be on each individual resume for, you know, probably a minute sometimes before we move on to the next one. And I think for me, um, when I look at a resume, I, I'm looking for impact statements. And, and that's really not about listing out the laundry list of things that you do in your previous roles or or things like that, but it's really about the things that you did that had an impact on the organization. And I think those are the things that really stand out to me as a recruiter and, and sort of flag in my mind that, um, you know, maybe we should bring this individual in for, for an interview. You know, a lot of times people think that they need, a, a, you know, a whole bunch of financial services experience to, to land a position, and, but we know your students and we know that you're early on in your career and you don't have all of that experience. But I think for me, it's about what impacts did you make at the jobs that you were in prior to this? And, and that's kind of what kind of stands out to me. Excellent insights because, you know, one would think, okay, I have to put in all the, you know, minute details of, of all the, of the job experiences I've had. But like you just said, it's that impact, impact statement off the top that should be highlighted. So Emily, this question's for you. One viewer is asking, how do fidelity leaders encourage you to reach your full potential. From my very first role at Fidelity in internal audit, I've been able to have very meaningful conversations with all different leaders in the organization. And I think they're they're very willing to support you in, in anything you wanna do. I personally am really interested in pursuing my CPA. And I know Fidelity has a great program that assists you along the way to, to obtaining that designation. So, um, you know, I'd say that that's very supportive. And I think I personally am always looking for new ways to take initiative. And there's no shortage of opportunities to, to get involved with. Chris, anything to add there? Because I know you work with a lot of students and new hires. So how do you, as a mentor and a leader, um, encourage students and, and new hires to uh, gain their full potential. Yeah, Emily definitely touched on this. And I think it, it goes beyond your work product and, and what you deliver as part of your role. I think it's a, what I would deem the extracurricular. So um, that play a big part in this. And, and that, you know, that means getting involved in committees and, and, and establishing relationships and, and, and getting involved generally across the organization, similar to the way that you would do in school in, in terms of clubs and, and things like that. I think we, you know, hold that in high regard when we see our associates doing those type of things, because it kind of just speaks to, you know, the well-rounded nature of them and how, how they can thrive, um, you know, across the organization. Here's another great question for both of you. You know, now that we're living in this new normal where we're all working uh, from home at the moment, how do you accomplish a work-life balance at Fidelity? Chris, I'll, I'll throw that question first to you. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and certainly over the past year and a half, we've, in my own personal life, have, have faced a lot of uh, challenge. I have three small kids and and, and my wife works in the corporate world as well. So, you know, we're, we're always juggling work life um, at, at all times. But, you know, I would say that our, our leaders and, and the organization um, are very sympathetic 
to uh, people having different situations um, and, and being able to accommodate that through flexibility. So, you know, if I have to say leave early to go pick up my kids from school, well, I'll just hop on for an hour or two later at night to finish off what I did or what I needed to do for the day. And that's fine. That That's totally um, acceptable. And I think that that attitude really resonates throughout the organization, how we approach so, things. Out. Yeah. A lot about the company culture is what you're saying, Chris. Yeah, obviously. absolutely. Yeah. Everybody shares in, in that value of sort of balance. It's one of our key pillars is, is balance. So I do, I do believe that the firm uh, practices what it preaches. And how about for you, Emily, you're fairly new to the full-time role and, and all of this happened. So how do you keep it balanced? I would say that Fidelity has done a really great job then during work hours, providing us, you know, some some ways to take a step back from the work. Working up in the finance department, even just this past summer, because I had only started in May, they had a number of different social events going on that are really, you know, just fun. And you get to get to know your coworkers a little bit better. I know we we had a couple of rounds of trivia that, that got a little bit intense. Um, but like things like that, I find it, it's just really, really nice to have that while you're working even. Like I, I don't have too many other priorities right now with with everything else going on. I, I just graduated, I'm, I'm living at home. But, you know, I still feel like Fidelity keeps things very fun even during the work. That's wonderful. Uh, Chris, you mentioned communication as being an important skill. Um, can you give an example of that skill in practice at Fidelity? Yeah, you know, it happens all the time. And, and I think it's really in how you interact with your colleagues across the organization every day. You know, we, we challenge our associates to work directly with the business. Emily mentioned that a big part of her role is supporting a business unit. That involves sort of um, talking to folks, you know, people much more senior than her and, and being able to communicate effectively with them. And I think it's about how you approach that communication, being concise, you know, having, um, you know, good tact, self-awareness, those type of things in, in your approach um, really pay off. And, and, and I think those, those, those experiences that um, your colleagues have with you really um, leave a good impression, you know. When, in terms of working with you in the future and things like that. Absolutely. Emily, a few questions for you. One person wants to know more about your first co-op position at Fidelity. What were some of the hurdles and obstacles you faced during that first term and any advice for new co-ops to mitigate sort of these obstacles? I think, um, so I had started an internal audit and um, I was really lucky to connect with my team on a personal level really early on. And so us having that relationship early on, I was really able to ask them lots of questions. I think when you're starting into a new role, you don't have a lot of work experience, you know, sending emails isn't something that always comes easy, communicating with senior members at the company. But I think you learn best by doing, or at least I do. And so by having lots of opportunities and Working in an environment where you know, you're not going to be penalized for making a mistake, but rather they're really going to encourage you to keep playing and initiative. So I'd say, yeah, just be willing to learn and be willing to make mistakes. Just keep a positive attitude. And, and one last one for you, Emily. Uh, can you talk about a project you worked on and what made it interesting to you? I know you mentioned early in the show 
you know, giving presentations to, to senior executives, any other project that you worked on that was quite interesting? Yeah, so I think I might have mentioned earlier that I have a very analytical mindset. I really enjoy working in Excel. So actually this past summer, I got to take on a project and I was actually just able to create a model from scratch. You know, it was really going to help the business make important decisions around the forecasting of the company's financials. And so it was a really fun and creative project that I got to take on, and it involved me collaborating with a lot of people on my team as well as my manager. So I'd say that that was definitely a a really cool project that I got to be a part of. Amazing. Now, we just have a few minutes left in the show. I wanted to squeeze in a few more questions and sort of wrap up uh, our topic here. So, Chris, uh, this one's for you. I mean, if if somebody is is sort of hesitant about stepping into a career in finance, what uh, would you say to them? I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I think the work experience uh, requirement sometimes um, scares people off. So what I, what I would say is that we know that new grads and, and students don't really have a lot of work experience in finance, and that's okay. Uh, you know, most employers understand that the majority of your time thus far has been spent in school. And I think... Um, while some work experience is is relevant and beneficial, I think it's more about what I talked about earlier, and it's about being able to sort of demonstrate some solid foundational skills and really just that genuine interest in in a career in finance. Excellent. And the last question to both of you as we wrap up, uh, we you talked a lot about the company culture here at Fidelity and what you can do to make yourself stand out. Again, if you can just summarize, you know, give one piece of advice to students who are interested in working at Fidelity, what you can do to make yourself stand out at the company. Emily, I'm going to throw that to you first. So just to reiterate what I had mentioned before, I think that being able to demonstrate a positive attitude and being willing to take initiative goes a long way at Fidelity. I think Stepping outside of your comfort zone and interacting with people across the business can also go a long way. But I would just say that Fidelity has a lot of different opportunities for their students and even for someone like myself just entering um, a couple months ago. And Chris, I'm going to give you the last word. What would you say? Yeah, I would echo everything Emily said. Absolutely. And I think, you know, also, uh, you know, and I'd add to that, that I think it's about having flexibility in your career path. I think a lot of us have this vision for how our career might have was going to work out at the beginning, but a lot of us know it sort of takes this, this path that we don't, we don't expect. And I think it's about being adaptable and flexible to that change because a lot of the, the, the leaders at Fidelity that, you know, that we look up to, they've taken very non-traditional paths to, to get into the positions that they were in. And I think, that that's a really big reason why they are the great leaders that they are is that they have this very broad and varied experience across the organization. So definitely being flexible and, and adaptable to change. Absolutely. That rings true and excellent advice. Chris, Emily, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day today and sharing your insights about what it's like to work at Fidelity and what a career in finance look like. Really appreciate your time. So thank you. Thanks, Emily, for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. For more information on job openings at Fidelity and about our company and culture, please visit fidelity.ca slash careers. Thank you so much for watching. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time on Fidelity Next.
Thanks for listening to the Fidelity Next podcast, brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada. You can visit fidelity.ca for details on future live webcasts, follow Fidelity Canada on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review or a five-star rating. Thanks. See you next time.